We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture the rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. 2 Corinthians 10.5 Okay, welcome to episode 6 of the Witness Podcast. Uh, that was Peyton Lytle. I'm Caleb Lytle. And we are here today with Katie is it Barbie? Yes. All right. All right. B-A-R-B-E-E. And what sort of ministry do you have going on right now? Um, do you do work with like the 24-7 burn? The burn 24-7? Well, I just, I actually just, uh, it helped intercede on behalf of it. I see. And uh, we just go to worship the Lord uh, constantly. It, it, we're hoping to get it more, um, for it to happen more often. And possibly turn into a twenty four seven situation where unity. It's all about unity in the body of Christ, and it's about uh, just ministering to the heart of the Lord and let Him flow from there. Okay, that's awesome. And and when does that when does that happen? Where is that? Where's the next location? The next location is at the Hub six hundred five Cotton Street in Shreveport, Louisiana, and it's at it starts at six p.m. and it lasts till six a.m. the next morning, and that will be on August sixteenth, two thousand nineteen. Okay, all right. Okay, Katie, will you want to take it away? Sure. All right. Well, I uh, I got saved when I was a little girl, and uh, I ran down the aisle of a Baptist. Uh, Baptist Church during one of their revivals, and it was awesome. Uh, I just felt the presence of God. That's the first time I really remember feeling the presence of God, but I had a praying grandma. And so the presence of God was constantly in her bedroom because mm-hmm. she was constantly praying in there. And it was like, um, if you've ever seen the movie War Room, where he said, somebody's been praying in this closet, it, yeah. it feels like it's baked in. That's exactly what her bedroom was like. Okay. It was just, it was constant um constant prayer going on in there and so she was always praying for me always uh blessing me and uh teaching me things and she would buy these little tapes uh about hosanna uh back in the day they made little little uh, cassettes and had these songs and they were all based on scripture and uh but i remember those songs and it was just it was amazing how that came to into play later on in my life uh you know, teenager was completely, uh, I did not know who I was in Christ at all. My, you know, there's a lot of insecurity uh, in, my, in my parents, and there was so much insecurity in me. It was like a constant battle to even know who I was. I was a chameleon. Yeah. Yeah, whoever I was around. Yeah. That was it. Work. Yeah, whoever I was around. And, and that ended up being uh, kind of the gothic uh, what they call emo, I guess now. I have no idea now, but okay. I think they're um, still calling it emo. Emo, yeah. I don't even know. Emo yeah. was started back in my day, and I have no idea what they're calling it. Right, okay. right. Yeah, it's, it was goth back in when I was in high school, and uh, and even though I didn't dress that way, I listened to that music. I wrote that kind of poetry. All my poetry went from this beautiful, sweet, I love Jesus stuff to this dark, twisted painful thing like anything that was painful um like rejection in my life rejection had happened over people in my life uh, adults even yeah. and it was just that rejection caused me to all right this is what i'm it, that's what it produced in me yeah. was just this twisted view of i wish i could hurt them in some way and so i hurt them in my poetry okay 
they, you know, didn't use their names, nothing like that. But I was, it was twisted. Yeah. It was just so twisted. And um, it, it just was a, a beautiful gift that God gave me that got perverted. But um, so I got married at a young age. I got married at 18 years old. And uh, he was agnostic. And I thought that, you know, oh, he could change. <laughs> you know? yeah. And uh, that was not, not a good idea. Uh, he constantly tried to get me to denounce my beliefs in God. And mm. it was too strong for me. I, like I said, I didn't grow up in church, but I had a, a praying grandmother, a praying mother. And I was like, um, I mean, God had even spoken to me when, when I was a teenager. He, ta- he gave me, uh, there were two peach trees in my yard. And he told me one of them would bloom, but it wouldn't produce any fruit. And the other one was really messed up, gnarly looking, but it always produced the best peaches. And he said, it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. If it's not producing fruit, it's worthless. Hmm. And so he, I mean, I was. So what's that mean to you? That right now? now, that means so much more now than it did then mm-hmm. because of the fact that it's like, it doesn't matter what your life looks like on the outside when people are watching you and they see you. If It doesn't really matter if you're not really producing fruit, mm-hmm. if you're not really doing what's, it, it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter what people even, they'll, they'll put things on you. They'll judge you and say, yeah. oh, well, they're just, they'll depict you as a certain certain way. But in reality, if they saw behind closed doors, you in your prayer closet, you know what I mean? If they saw you behind, you know, if they saw you giving to the person that's in need, right. but it's, it, it's not, it's not for show though. Right. It's the heart. And, that, that at the time that kind of planted a seed for me okay. but I never really got the fullness of it till now you know, it's like I've gotten a lot more I'm, I'm sure I'll get more out of it in the future yeah, <laughs> we're ever learning you know yeah. um, with, with God it's just an adventure mm-hmm. but um, I remember being in nursing school and and my life was just not I was not doing well I was falling asleep in class all the time and I was just like this is my life is terrible my, my marriage is horrible and um, I remember looking down, and I had written, Seek my face, my little lamb, and I'll lead you in my perfect plan. And it was one of those songs that my mom had given me when I was a little girl. And I was just, I remember, how did I write that down? I, I didn't even understand that yeah. I had written that down, but I didn't remember writing it down. It wasn't consciously that I did that. So it was almost like Holy Spirit took hold of my hand or something and just wrote that out. It was just, and I began to seek him more, and that really put a strain on the marriage because that that didn't go well with him. And I just, I've, I've had to leave. I couldn't, I couldn't deal. I was not a strong Christian enough as it was, and so I just needed to go find out who God was. Okay. So the Lord, um, my mom took me in, and I was so thankful for that because the same praying. Yes, okay. the same praying, my mom. She took me in. I was so thankful for her because no matter how messed up I was, no matter what I was doing, she was always praying and always uh, wanting the absolute best for me. Didn't give up. Just did not give up. Was desperately praying for me. And, uh, I mean, Holy Spirit grabbed me uh, in a little church in Blanchard. And uh, he just, there was a lady gave me a word of knowledge. And... I was thinking this woman somehow seems to know my life. Mm-hmm. But I said, Mama, did you tell her? And she, Mama said, no, baby, she don't even go to this church. <laughs> so it turns out it's Dolores Winder who had even, she had a healing ministry and she'd been healed by Catherine Kuhlman. Uh, God used Catherine Kuhlman to heal her yeah. body. And um, 
she had spoken life over me and told me never look back. Mm. So that was when I'd begun to really seek the Lord. I got filled with Holy Spirit. And uh, I was still struggling with stuff in my life, but God was just, he was still there and he was still loving on me. And he was still wooing me to himself. Mm. And uh, I got married again, but this time uh, to a wonderful man named Adam. And he he just, I saw something special in him from the very beginning. And uh, he's, Hazel. yes, welcome Hazel. Um, but yeah, he was, he is, he is, and he's still to this day, he's, we're both in, in pursuit of the Lord, but, uh, yeah. he was a believer, but he was just not on the, you know, he wasn't on the path yet. He was. Can I interrupt for a second? Sure. Cause you, you brought up an interesting point yeah. on, I think that there's a big portion of the body of Christ that are, that are our brothers and sisters that, yeah. that do not believe in the miracles. You know, yeah. like the the signs and the wonders are the yeah. first first Corinthians chapter twelve and yeah. thirteen, fourteen kind of miracles. And so it's it's so important to hear, you know, testimonies like you of how yeah. Jesus, you know, touched you and uh and and how there you know, there's a big portion that don't believe, but there's a, even a bigger portion I believe that, that do believe. Yeah. But you know, it's like I'm trying to hold back what I'll say, but I'm just like, what, what are y'all thinking? Like, it's it's like such an important part. It's such a good way to reach people that are lost too. It is. You know, like today I was given two words of knowledge while out in public, you know, where God just wants to like touch people, mm-hmm. uh, like with healing and, and just yes. pointing out their illnesses and stuff like that. Yes. He's very active in doing that if you pray for it, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Joe, you want to say anything about that? No? Okay. What about you? I mean, is that, is that just me? Or is that... No, it's absolutely, there, there's a lot of people that think that it's it's over with, that that's over with. But it's like, how are you the body of Christ, though? How are you part of his body? And that's what he did. And he said, be like me. I mean, you know, it's like he's the head. So what did he do back then? What changed? He said, I am the same yesterday, today, and, the, and forever. We are connected to the body. I mean, we're. We're part of the body. We're connected to the head. So it's kind of like, why would that? And to me, it just seems really strange for him to say, okay, I'm going to give this to you for a portion of time. And then after the Bible's here, you know, you're on your own. You know, I'm not going to give you these powerful things anymore. And um, like, if you you are in this world and you realize that we are in spiritual warfare a lot, you need those things. You need Holy Spirit in your life you need to be able to to reach out and and love and you can't love people without holy spirit Mm. and and his it's the whole motive of that is love why does he heal people because he loves them you know so he's just he's he's so beautiful i mean he he reached into my darkness and pulled me into light Mm -hmm. i mean just took, took me completely out of of where i was and all my mindsets and you know, I had horrible uh, issues with anxiety. I had um, like weird triggers. I went to the ER twice with panic uh, attacks. I didn't know that. We didn't know. You didn't go to the doctor for that all yeah. the time. You know, back then you do. <laughs> you know, people didn't have anxiety's rampant now. Yeah. It's like it's the spirit of fear, though. Yeah. It is it is the spirit of fear, and it's trying to get in here and just completely in your mind, and completely. Uh, 
derail you. It's trying to derail you off your purpose. It's the kingdom of darkness trying to encroach on you to snuff out any life that it, it, you know, does not want any life there. Yeah, if he can get you afraid, yeah. then your, your ministry is gone. Your, yeah. You know, it can paralyze you. That's why the, Completely. I think in the Old Testament, uh, in Isaiah, it says, you know, do not fear, for I am with you. Right. Do not panic, for I am your God, is one of the truths. Right. Do not panic. Uh, I will strengthen you, uphold you with my righteous right That's hand. right. Uh, but he he says don't panic because he knows how that can neutralize us and you know make you feel yes like you're losing it or, yes so anyway yeah. I know what you mean well it's like I've been reading recently in the uh, Passion Translation I've just been listening to it I, I put it on Audible and I just started listening to it a lot um, just so I could hear it I could I read a lot but I like to hear it also yeah and it was. He keeps saying in the Passion Translation, instead of saying, do not fear, he says, do not yield to fear. Oh, okay. Do not yield to fear. I like that. It's a God that's trying to get you to bow to it. Wow. And Jesus is Lord. I have never heard that interpretation. (laughs) That's that's pretty good right there. That's pretty good. He is, he's like, don't bow to that. That's a false God. Yeah. And, you know, so, yeah. yeah. It's so easy. It's so easy to do because I mean that's what we're taught. So how? Let me ask you. This. How often <coughs> do you read? Uh-huh. How often do you read the Bible? Or you know, like it, I know you read it every day. I can mm-hmm. already tell that. How how many hours a day? Or, or well, I try to. Sometimes I'll read one thing, just one scripture, and that's all I get to because I sit there and think about that. Like just that. Do not yield to fear. Yeah. Just you can meditate on that. For the longest, just and it goes out all throughout the day. God is bringing it like, don't, don't yield to fear, don't yield to fear. That means that you, if He says it, don't yield to fear. What does that mean? That means you can, you can choose yeah. not to yield to fear. You know, you can, it's possible. Yeah, I think that the biggest problem in the church right now is people don't believe what He says that we can become. Right. Like we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to keep making the same mistakes. Okay. You know. So you'll meditate on it. Yeah. Basically, day and night, like Joshua. Yeah. Made, right? Meditate on the word. Day yeah. Night. But well, it's a constant thing. That's yeah. such a good thing for, for people to understand. Like, uh, it's to constantly renew your mind with the word of God. Yes. Like, you can't expect to get fed on Sunday and Wednesday and then starve the rest of the week. I mean, meaning uh, we don't just live by bread alone. We, we live by every mouth that comes out of the word yeah. of God. Yeah. So uh, I knew that you were doing that, and I'm so glad you brought that up. So yes. so every day, daily, reading the Bible, right? Yes, like feed on it. That is that is a big deal. Like just feed on it because that is what actually I'm so thankful for it because my life is becoming what I'm reading in that word. Uh-huh. I'm seeing it happen, and I'm going, wow, that's what that means, you know, because I'm yeah. seeing it happen. It's like your life becomes a page. Yeah. Like the Bible says. Yes. Um, not about that. Okay. Um, I did want to say something. We're talking about the spiritual gifts and everything. Yeah. This is not a meeting to tell Katie about for a very, well, you know, about eight, nine months now, I guess. So back around Christmas time, I work in our church nursery. And there's a lot of kids in our church nursery sometimes. Sometimes they get a little bit rowdy. And um, at that time, my husband and I had two daughters. And I remember watching kids get a little bit rowdy and thinking, oh, God, I'm so glad that I'm done having kids. And I felt this immediate conviction of, God never told you you were done having kids. Why are you thinking that you're done having kids? And I immediately thought, um, you know, my first thought was, it is impossible for me to have 
another baby. I have very difficult pregnancies. I have very difficult deliveries. I have babies who go to the NICU. And I'm like, I'm just not strong enough to do that again. And my, my only thought was, it, it's just impossible. I can't, I can't do that again. And then I go into church service, and it's just weighing so heavy on my mind. And I, I'm just thinking about it. And at the end of the service, you know, I remember, sorry, my, our two-year-old really wants to be involved in the, in the interview today. Um, I remember going up to the altar because I was just like, I am so burdened by this thought right now because I I'd already decided I'm like we're done we're totally done having right. kids we had a long-term right. birth control in effect right and um I'm just praying didn't tell him what was going on and you walked up to me and you came and just you know hugged me and, pray. and the only thing you said was god I just pray that she can do the impossible <laughs> and up and walked away and I felt my heart sink honestly I was like oh no we're gonna have another baby and not two weeks later, we found out our long-term birth control had an issue that was going to have to be removed. And two weeks after that, found out we were pregnant. And here we are now, almost eight months pregnant, you know, ready to get. So, I mean, she's okay with that forever. Did she tell you that before? Oh, no. no I, I, that is the first time we're hearing this. This is awesome. Like, I remember to tell Katie this Sunday. <laughs> you know, I've had some brain kids. Oh, yeah. I understand that, too. Because <laughs> I have four. And um, our third one, after our third one, I, we had three girls, and I was like, "I'm done, you know, done, I'm done." And uh, Adam said, "Yeah, we're we're good, you know, we, we're not gonna try for a boy, you know, we were we were done." And then Holy Spirit uh, spoke to Adam on his way somewhere, probably either home or to work, and said, uh, "You're gonna have a son, and his name is gonna be Amon." And that was, and people are gonna call him H. And I was like. Okay, well, that's that's very interesting. I was like, all right, um, okay, you know, well, obviously, I'm gonna if if he told him that, Lord, help me because I don't, you know, I'm not ready for another one. But um, all of a sudden, a couple weeks later, I found out I was pregnant, and then a couple weeks later, I had a miscarriage, and I was like. It hurt. That hurt. Because it's like, here you are. You're geared. You know, even though you were not, you were scared, you're geared. So, um, I go ahead and just, we're just like, Lord, you know, we'll put this on you. And a month later, I mean a month. I don't even know. It was like, that was crazy. We find out we're pregnant again. I go and tell my daughter, my oldest daughter, Naomi. She's She, she was uh, about seven at the time. I said, well, baby, we're, we're pregnant again. And she said, I know it's a boy God told me and we're going okay wow. well little did I know I needed those words because when I was 12 weeks pregnant I got hit by a truck mm. and um, I was standing in the driveway the truck just I oh mean my um, my, my, it was my brother-in-law he was leaving angry and he, he'd been on drugs so his mind wasn't wasn't in the right place and he he just he stomped on the gas leaving in a hurry and angry and he, he had put it in drive and not reverse. And I was standing there. And I was holding my other baby. And I was, you know, it burst my femoral artery. It crushed my knee. It was it was horrible. It was a horrible scene. And um, I remember I, I knew my artery had been burst. And I was thinking, this is not good. Um, you know, I was just sitting there like, oh, Lord. You know, the baby, all these things. And I said, God, I can't go anywhere. I have to take care of these babies. And Jesus, I saw Jesus bend down from the right hand of the Father. I saw the Father on the throne, and I saw Jesus sitting on the throne at the right hand. So he's over here bending down, looking at me, you know, and saying, you're not going anywhere. I have things for you to do. Mm. I was the calmest one there. 
And so they, um, they just, they told me later I was the calmest one there. And they said that probably saved my life because it, it, it was just, you know, the blood was really going. And my, my son, which, I mean, we, we went through craziness in the hospital and uh, a year in a wheelchair and a year of surgery, 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 and no walking and possible amputation and all this really hard stuff. And, uh, and my little boy, I knew I was going to have to trust God with him because here I was, I was on a morphine pump. I was <laughs> going through anesthesia. Uh, I was going through horrible pain, which stresses out the baby. Uh, just all these crazy things. And he was born perfectly fine. There was nothing wrong with him. He didn't have any kind of um, issues or anything with uh, withdrawals, anything like that. And so um, I was so thankful because I remember saying, God, I know you're going to have to take care of this baby. You're going to have to take care of him. And um, I, I you know, looked to him for all of that. And um it was very, very trying time for me, and I, I did eventually get into a rut, but God pulled me out of it, and I'm so thankful. Because, um, you know, if you think anxiety is bad before you have an, a, a traumatic accident, <laughs> yeah. it was really bad after that. And uh, God had to, re- he really blessed me uh, in, in pulling me out of that darkness that yeah. I'd fallen into. Okay. And so... Just with anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Fear. Yeah, fear of everything. Fear of even getting in a car uh, and driving anywhere. And so, how are you? How are you able to overcome that now? Like, yeah. Explain to me more, and explain to these folks more, just a little bit about what the enemy does and how you go. Okay, so what the enemy does is, uh, first of all, the one thing he tries to do is make you believe it's you that's thinking a thought. That's the very first thing he does, is oh, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. He tries to predict the future and tell you what's going to happen if you do dot, dot, dot. Or sometimes it'll be a weird trigger. Like I used to get really strange triggers, even when I was a little girl of, you know, I was riding in a buggy and hitting bumps. I would, it would trigger me. Or hearing the the washing machine bang too loud. There was one time I was so incredibly shaken that I felt like the whole house was fixing to just fall apart. And it was, it was, it's insane. It's irrational you know, to most people, because there's nothing happening, but in your mind, you're thinking, this is what's fixing to happen. Mm-hmm. And so what you have to do at that point, or what I do, is I look at, I go to my father and I say, Lord, this thing right here, I hold that thought at sword point. And I say, Father, this thought didn't come from you, and it did not come from me. So this right here is a lie. And I'm going to bring it into obedience to Christ. And I'm not going to believe this lie that's being told to me right now. I'm going to choose not to be afraid right now. I'm going to choose to trust you that this is not true. Mm. And I'm going to trust you right now that what your word said was true. And is true and will always be true. And it's amazing how many times that it's just flipped. Mm. Sometimes it's a battle. Sometimes it it is a battle. Sometimes it's, it's not just immediate. But there have been times that I have literally, my I had a confrontation with a person not too many months ago, it was just like a, a little bit of a conflict, a confrontation. And normally, I was completely at peace, but even my body tried to react. It was the craziest thing. I was at peace in my spirit. I could feel mm-hmm. peace, but my body was going, my heart was going, boom, 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 and my skin flushed red because yeah. that's what I've done when I've had bad anxiety. My skin will just flush yeah. and get really red. And I had to literally tell my body, stop it. You're not even upset. Mm-hmm. And it it quit. Mm. It's like it immediately 
got normal. Yeah. It was just, it was amazing to see that happen and for that to, you know, it's just, it's amazing to, to go through this walk and say, peace be still. And the thing is still. Yeah. Cause we have, we have authority. Yeah. And we have to understand that. Mm-hmm. And if you have a struggle believing that, then you're going to, you're not going to walk it out very well. It's right. going to be difficult. That's good. Like if a cop doesn't seem to understand his authority, police officer doesn't seem to, you know, understand what authority he has. Yeah. You're not going to listen to him. Yeah. You know? and, and Peyton here lately has had, is starting to understand that in, in our household. And she's yeah. getting really good with like discerning spirits and like, she can say she'll come and say hey you know at night in our yeah. house you know how you feeling about the house i'm like you know i'm okay she's like i don't feel so well and then the other day mm-hmm. you know i was kind of getting attacked by the spirit of fear and just these yeah. fearful thoughts and um and i didn't know but she was praying in the other room and they immediately went away yeah as she was praying but yeah. i didn't know she was praying and then she came in there and told me, you know, I was I was praying. I was like, when did you do that? Oh, just a minute ago. And it kind of yeah. left because it has to. It and is. she's understanding her authority that she has in Christ right. Jesus. So that's a big deal. Right. I mean, we've we've actually had even storms and stuff. I mean, it's been it's been really there just not too. I think it was a year ago now. There was a tornado in the area and it was you could see the the things swirling you could see um leaves swirling in a circle outside and i told it i said you will not cause damage atmosphere you will stabilize right now in the name of jesus you will not cause any damage in this place and it left Mm -hmm. it did not and we had the the alarm going off on the phone saying tornado warning take cover and i'm i'm standing there going you know what i'm not going to be afraid right now And the last time that there was a bad storm, we I got the guitar out and started singing over people that were afraid. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people get very, very afraid. During, and it's, it's very tempting to get afraid during a storm. Yeah. I mean, they, they do so much. You see so many people uh, get ravaged in a storm, and it's, it's heartbreaking. you know. But Jesus, if Jesus said we could do something, I want to believe it to the fullest. Yeah. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, you know, limit him. And what he said we could carry right. and what we could release into the earth. Because yeah. we want to see his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. So, I mean, we got to believe it. That's right. That's right. So. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Okay, so what else? So, well, and then even after this, oh, that was another thing with my all the surgeries and stuff. I was supposed oh, yeah. to never walk again. I was oh, supposed okay. to never walk again. I walk. <laughs> I, I do I do a lot more than um, what they they thought I was going to do. My son was born fine. Yeah. Um, I do trust God to heal me completely. Um, I'm no longer on pain medication. That was uh, two years ago. I got off of pain medication. They they said you're going to have to go to pain clinic, and I said I can't live my life that way. Yeah. Um, if you've ever read a pain contract, it's not it's it's a horrible. It would be your God. That would be your Lord, and that that's who would dictate to you how to live is pain clinic and I said I can't live that way I don't want to live that way I have things to do I said God I'm just going to trust you to heal my pain I'm just going to trust you and from that day forward yeah it it hurt but it it began to decrease and it to this day it's it's still decreasing yeah Uh, I still don't have nearly the pain that I used to have that's awesome so and I'm not on any medication I take nothing so let me let me ask you about that like so when you're when you're off when you're in pain yeah 
And this is just kind of from my own personal experience because I feel like God uses me for healing. Um, but when you're in pain like that personally, and is there, is there just a knowing where you're just like, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to trust God. That's it. Yeah. Or is there like a battle that comes in your mind when, when you're feeling the pain at all? And yeah. you're just like telling yourself no, or you're just like a blanket. Hey, I know I feel this pain, but it's going to be okay. Right. Officially. Like, what yeah, is it, it with you? It, it's, it's a mixture of oh, those okay. things. It depends on, on, and honestly, it's, it depends on my focus. If my focus is on the Lord, because you can shift your focus at any moment in any day, any, any given day, you can, you can walk away from God at any moment of your life and in any moment. And, you know, that's your focus has to, as I told him recently, I said, Father, I don't want to break my gaze. Don't want to break gaze with you. I want to set my face like a flint on you and never look away. Because when I do, that's when I I do shift. But it is, there is sometimes there is a contending for that pain to leave. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just, you know, uh, I trust you, God, that this thing will be dealt with very soon. I know that it's not going to continue to hinder me yeah. in my walk with you. That's and uh, So it's... Okay. A little bit of both. Yeah. It's a little bit of everything. I mean, it just depends on the situation and what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you got anything? No, I don't think so. I mean, I love the testimony of anything to do with, you know, kids and everything. So we have so many testimonies surrounding our kids and all that. Yeah. yeah. So I think it speaks a lot to... A lot of people, especially women who have any kind of issues, you know, we've been through that. We've been through miscarriage. We've been through difficult yeah. pregnancies. We've been through all that. And, um, you know, I think we tend to forget sometimes that God is is really, really in that. You know, that's at a point when he's forming our kids and deciding who they're going to be. And um, it's so easy to feel alone in that process when you're pregnant. You know, yeah. to feel very alone in it. No one else knows what you're going through. Right. So it's great to hear about how, you know, God being present in that situation. Right. And one of our babies is down there just jibber-jabbering away. She is just so excited. Well, it's, it's, it's incredible, though, to have the father, to have this relationship with my father, that I can go to him any, no matter what I'm lacking, no matter what I'm dealing with, no matter what I'm going through, I can go to him, and he is the comforter because you're uncomfortable in life. You're 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 going to be uncomfortable in life and it's just you know I was just listening to a song on the way over here and it was like um you know you you know you're my home. And it does it feels like coming home I'll go go shut myself away. I have this specific room and people walked in that room and said, "Oh, I feel the presence of God in here." <laughs> And I said, good, because I usually do too. It's like, I, I'm, I'm glad you feel that. I want that, that, um, I want that, uh, my whole atmosphere, my home to be his presence because he's welcome yeah. and he is my home and, and I'm his home also. Yeah. So it's just, we've got this beautiful, all that is mine is yours and all that is yours is mine. Yeah. And, uh, it's a wonderful, uh, it's just wonderful relationship to have him as my father and know that what he said I can become, I can become. Yeah. You know, no matter what, I had a lady tell me, um, just because your circumstance changed does not mean the call on your life has changed. Yeah. And the call of God on your life has changed. And I, I was so thankful for that mm. because she had no idea. Yeah. 
I mean, I'd had all these different words from the Lord all my life. Mm-hmm. And they were all the same. They were all from different people, though, all yeah. throughout the years. Okay. And uh, so to, to have to hold on to that when you know that you're busted up pretty yeah. good and you're limited. Yeah. And God said, I'm going to do that in spite of it. You, I'm going to do things through you. The enemy is going to rue the day. Yeah. That that's, has happened. That's, that's pretty awesome, too, because he gave you that word about to your husband. Yeah. About hey, his name's gonna be Amen, yeah. and and, uh, and then you didn't know that that was gonna happen to you, the mm-hmm. wreck. Mm-mm. So that that's so comforting, yeah. you know. Like I, I know that there's a scripture that says uh, he's he wants to give us an expected end. Yes, you know, and yes. that's very comforting. You know, I, I know yes. some of my most like days that I woke up and didn't know I was gonna have this horrific day, like mm-hmm. the day you had. I, I remember getting up in the morning and having a whisper in my ear to right. say it's going to be okay. You know, and things like that, right. like you're saying. Right. That's, that's pretty amazing. Right. That's pretty amazing. And I've, I've had a lot of people say, well, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I was like, you know, it, it, it can. Yeah. It, it, it Sure, God can make something good out of it. But that's the thing. I do not believe with anything in me that my, my father... Uh, made that truck hit me. You know, there's some people that believe that. And right. it's like, no, that's not how he works. How could you trust someone like that? Yeah. You know, you couldn't trust somebody that, that says, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, come to me and then goes whack, yeah. you know. But um, I totally uh, know that he can take the most horrible situation and make something beautiful out of it. Yeah. He can take the most brokenness and make this beautiful mosaic. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's exactly what he's done. He's like, I take brokenness and I fit. In, in him is redemption. That's who he is. He is redemption. Everything he touches, he makes it better. Yeah. You know, it's it's like, a, you know, back in the in the Old Testament time, they anything that they touched got defiled. Yeah. You know, anything we touched got defiled. But when Jesus touches it, it's made pure and holy again. Mm. So that's, that's the beauty of who he is. Yeah. And when he touches a thing, it's like he makes everything better. Yeah. So that's my, my heart is for people to know that he, he can touch no matter what you're dealing with and make this beautiful thing out of it. No matter how horrible it is, no matter how, how bro- badly broken you've been. Yeah, I was reading something about that like just a minute ago before you came over. Wow. And look at this in, in Ephesians 3. It says, this is Paul writing. He says, for this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus for the sake of you Gentiles, Surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. This is the mystery made known to me by the revelation, as I've already written briefly. So to me, it's just like Paul was persecuting the church and killing Christians. And so he's like, he's writing about this love without saying this guy has this, Jesus has this amazing love. You know, look what he did for me. Like, I'm the living testimony yeah. because of God's grace. And I love how yes. humble he is. Me too. And it's just like, this is it, you know, and it's not me, it's him. Yeah. And so that's, that's amazing. It brings so much life when you when you read things like like in Philippians where it says, um, this one thing I do. You know, I, he, he first he, he lays it out like, I want to lay hold of the reason why he laid hold of me. <laughs> I want to grab hold of why he got me, That's you awesome. know, yeah. why he conquered my heart. 
But then he says, this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind, and I press forward toward the mark of, of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I'm going to keep going. Like, look at what he had done, though. He had done all these horrible things. Persecuted the church. He killed people. Yeah. I mean, he had done all these horrible things, and yet he said, this one thing I do, I forget that which is behind me. And so you can't let your past keep dragging you back there. Mm. You can't live life in the rearview mirror. You, you're not going to see what's in front of you. Yeah. You know, we are so much more than our past. Yeah. And that's why, I, you know, people see, may see me at church and I'm, I look like an insane person. But it's because I know what I was delivered from. Yeah. It's like, I have, you know, you have no idea the darkness right. that I was delivered from, the, the, the joy that I have now. He took yeah. my mourning and made joy. Yeah. Um, he took the death and brought me to life. Yeah. So it's just, um, it's the most, he delights in that. Yeah. He delights in showing mercy to somebody like me. Right. And, and loving me and making wrong things right. It's, it's just, uh, who, who's like that, you know? <laughs> I mean, who's like that? What other God is like? You don't hear about any other God being like that. Yeah. You know? No. They're not like that. They're, they're you know. They're you, selfish. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. They're like, so. what can I get out of it? I want my people to worship me kind of thing. And it's just like. Yes. And, and we don't, she's talking about a freedom church. And, and uh, I don't know anybody that's came up to me and said that lady is worshiping crazy. But. <laughs> I've had people come to me and say, I wish I could worship like Katie Barbie does. I have had a couple people say that. They say, I'm so self-conscious, and I wish I could just let go of that and worship. And I'm like, I'm right there with you. you And see, that was was like when we went to the Pentecostal church, everybody was like, kind of like you. They threw down. And you know what? When people were throwing down like that, the presence of God, these people believed. You know, they they had left their whole lives, and a lot of them, you know. By the way, that they cut, they don't cut their hair or whatnot. Yeah. But they, they truly were going after it. So the presence of God sometimes would be ridiculous in yes. there, and it's just, I've seen some of the most amazing miracles yeah. in that in those environments where people are just throwing down. Yes. In church services, so I, I really love it. I hope you continue oh, to do it. Oh yeah, I mean, as a Lord, I'm just, I don't even care because I was so self conscious. I was so self conscious. I did not want anybody hearing me. I didn't want anybody, and I'm like. But I'm not doing it to be seen. I do it because I do that at home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I do that. I get more ridiculous at the house, if you can imagine that. <laughs> because nobody can see me. And I'm just yeah. like, it's me and him. I mean, and that's what you have to cultivate is that relationship with him at home in the secret place. That's right. And when you can worship him like that, you know, it's uh, it's like the, the scripture that says, you know, if you, you pursue him in secret, you know, he, he rewards you in the open. You know, right. it's like you do these things in the secret. Then here he is in the open, and he yeah. will, he will, you know, he will come down, and he will do amazing things. Because yeah. I've seen that. I've seen it where it's been like fake. I've seen it where people are trying to work it up, you know, and trying yeah. to work out this thing, and it's just like I'm going, wow, you're trying way too hard. Just, yeah. just, just think about what he's done for you. Like, get still until you realize what he did for you, yeah. and then let go. When, when you realize it, you know, yeah. then go crazy. <laughs> All right, Hazel, you want, this is our 19-month-old. No, she is actually 23 <laughs> months old. 23 <laughs> months old. So All right, Hazel, say something. Say hello. Say hello. It's the one time say, you're quiet the whole say, time. Say Jesus. Say Jesus? Say Jesus. 
She's so bashful on the spot that That's she will so talk your ear off whenever you're not wanting her to. Oh, that's funny. She's like, I'm not going away. She says it. Turn the back and All right, Miss Katie, what else you got? I don't know. Just, uh, just. What's this here? Um, my prayer is that, that my words have been seasoned with salt. And that seasoned with grace, I mean, was seasoned with grace. And that, that it can, you know, possibly help anybody that needs it. You know, I I am an advocate for intimacy with the Father. Like, yeah. <laughs> just so go after him. Tell tell us a little bit. How do you? How are you? You know, intimate with him. What are the ways that you do it? Well, the one is one of the first things I, I love to do is get up and say good morning, Daddy. Good morning, and just go and and, and visit with him on my way to get a cup of coffee. And then I, I love to get. I'll either get the guitar because um, I've I started learning how to play. Uh, the guitar, or I'll, I'll put, turn on some music, or I'll, it's, it's different every morning. It's kind of like, it's, it's like your relationship with, with your spouse. You know, it's like you, it's going to be different. You're going to have different conversations and different, uh, it's going to look different every day. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, it doesn't get mundane. Okay. And, uh, but what, what I end up doing is I begin to just let him know what's on my heart. And I ask him, what's on your heart, Father? What is on your heart this morning? What do you want? And, and when I ask him that, sometimes he'll tell me, you are. And it's just sweet. And then we had this time. And sometimes I'm just reading the scriptures, and there he is. You know, he shows up. And sometimes it's uh, he has me interceding for nations or people. You know, it's just different. It's it's different every moment. But that's the that's the beauty of it is you never really know what he's going to do. It's You know, but you know he's going to come. Yeah. You know, we were singing a song earlier today. You don't have to come, but you always do. Yeah. You always come. And, and it has nothing to do with feeling. Right. It has to do with, I know he's here with me because he said he'll never leave nor forsake me. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people lose their identity because they're searching for this feeling. Yes. And like that intensity when you were first, you know, feeling the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit just kind of wears off a little bit. It does. Yeah. But, you know, his presence is always there. Uh, in worshiping, you can always, you can immediately, you know, connect, you know, if you're wanting to feel the presence. But yeah, a lot of people are like, well, where did this, I was like that, to be honest with you. I was like, where did, for like a a year and a half, I was like on Dream Street with just this emotional plane of the Holy Spirit. And then like one day it was gone. Yeah. And I was like, I was in bad shape for like a year after that because I was searching for this. I thought he left me. I think what he's yeah. trying to tell me is like, I never let you, I'm, I'm trying to let you grow. Right. You walk by faith, not, not by, by sight. sight. That's exactly, or, or sensuality. That's right. Um, just on your senses. That's right. And that's, that he has on purpose not allowed me to feel things in worship services and in, in prayer settings because he wanted me to press in. Because he said, I want you to not get dependent on that feeling. Go, oh, God's here. Like, yeah. You need to know that I'm here. And know that I'm doing something regardless. Mm-hmm. And um, he asked me, I, I saw a vision of, of a fire falling in the church. And um, and I said, uh, you know, I, but I didn't feel anything. And the Lord said, are you going to believe it? Are you going to believe it anyway? Mm. Are you going to believe that it already fell, even though you're seeing no evidence of that at all mm. whatsoever? And I said, yes, sir. I yeah. am. I'm going to choose to believe That's that that awesome. was real. I was listening to a, you know, Todd White. Yes, right? I love Todd White. I was listening to one of his videos the other day, and he said, "Man, these people come up to me and they're like, they're like, 
dude, you know, I want to be in your ministry and I want to have like a double portion of what you have. And they're like, how often are you filled with the Holy Spirit? He's like, he's like, it's like 3% of my life. He's like, I'm not like just full of the Holy Spirit all the time. I just read the Bible. Like all these miracles say that they're going to happen. If I believe, I believe and I'm acting on it. Right. And uh, that's just, that's really good to understand as a grown Christian. It really is. It it is. I mean, it it has nothing to do. The feelings do come. Yes. And they're, and they're fun when they do come, but you can't, you cannot depend on that. You know what I mean? It's like, you've got to, it's it's like, like you said, by faith and not by sight. And sight can be a feeling, a tangible feeling, a goosebump or whatever, you know, and, um, the Lord's really been on on me in the recent years about you have to believe this regardless of what it looks like, what it sounds like, anything, yeah. okay. you know. And uh, so that's where that's where you begin to see things actually happen because you're trusting. <laughs> Hazel just threw a marble in a dog bowl. It was a so hole in one. It was a hole in one. Three point. Okay, Peyton, you got anything? No, I think that's good. I think, you know, like we said about not having to feel feel it all the time, it's kind of like, you know, it's a marriage to God, and you may not yeah. feel butterflies for your spouse that's right. 100% of the time. That's right. And but that doesn't mean you can't love them and be comfortable with them and know they're there for you, you know. Well, and, that, that's, it. that's it. So I think that's a great point, but I think that's great. I do want to thank all of our listeners for uh, coming back after we've had kind of a long gap here. We've had a lot of ministry work going on, a lot of work obligations going on. We have... We are preparing for the arrival of another Lytle, so it has been a lot. Um, so yes. episodes may be a little irregular until, um, you know, kids go back to school and all that here oh, yeah. soon. But thank you so much for coming, Katie. We really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So this was uh, Katie, Barbie. Um, this was episode six. Um, and then we'll do episode seven hopefully next Friday. Uh, but we really appreciate you like uh, listening. Please subscribe or leave a comment or like us. All three of those would be great. Uh, Katie's will be out uh, probably this evening. So uh, we love y'all. God bless.